welcome to the fourth episode of the Three Point Podcast. This is your host, Alex Richards, and today we will be breaking down um, our all-NBA teams, all-defensive teams, all-rookie teams, as well as our second-round predictions. Um, I know that uh, the second round has actually started, but I did make these predictions before each series, and as you'll see, some of them have been proven wrong. Um compared to where we currently are at, but um, yeah, these were my predictions from the start of the series, Uh, and I'm not just making them up now, because they would clearly be wrong if I was. Um, Okay, so um, first, for the second round predictions, we will have the Clippers vs Nuggets series. So the Clippers have an advantage uh, with their perimeter defense, um, and Jamal Murray was definitely spectacular for the Nuggets uh, in their first round series against the Jazz, as he was very important, hit multiple clutch shots um, against Donovan Mitchell, and that matchup was definitely a very um, close one as they came back from the 3-1 deficit. Um, but the Clippers with Patrick Beverly, uh, Paul George, and Kawhi, they will likely shut down Jamal Murray pretty well and he'll probably struggle so this is why I have the clips in six against the Nuggets. Um, you could say that the Nuggets might have an advantage with Jokic starting at centre while the Clippers only have Ivica uh, Zubak but while this is an advantage I reckon the scoring of Paul George and uh, Kawhi, as well as Lou Williams and Montrose Harrell off the bench, will probably outweigh that uh, advantage that Jokic has um, over the Clippers. Uh, now, for the Rockets-Lakers series, um, I actually have the Rockets in six against the Lakers. Uh, most people would suggest that the Lakers have a huge advantage uh, over the Rockets, given, given their height. But I would actually suggest that the Rockets have an advantage over the Lakers because they're quicker, uh, they cause more turnovers, and they're a better three-point shooting team, a much better three-point shooting team. Um, And the Lakers have tended to play um, Anthony Davis at power forward throughout the season. And if they continue this in the series, I I reckon that the Rockets will actually have a lot easier of a job against the Lakers, um, as that means that the Lakers will be playing either Dwight Howard or DeVale McGee at centre, and either of those bigs wouldn't be able to keep up with anyone on the perimeter. Um, And then the Rockets will obviously have a load of three-pointers that they will be hitting against the Lakers every game. Um, I do have them in six, though, because... I think it's likely that James Harden um, slash Eric Gordon slash Russ all or one or two have an off game and um, LeBron might go crazy in one of those games. So um, I think it will be uh, Lakers will snatch two, but the Rockets will eventually win in six. Now for the Bucks first Heat series. Uh, this is obviously almost over right now, as the Heat have uh, got a 3-0 to zero, uh, deficit right now, or uh, uh, 
or the Bucks have a three to zero deficit. Sorry, um, but I originally predicted the Bucks would win in seven against the Heat. So I did actually think that the but that the Heat would give the Bucks some trouble, but um, turns out the Heat have given the Bucks a lot more trouble than what I predicted. And uh, yeah, as you can see, this prediction is almost entirely wrong, as the Heat will very much likely win, as um, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. And I doubt the Bucks, while they're very good in the regular season, I doubt the Bucks will come back um, from that deficit. Finally, um, the Raptors in uh, versus Celtics. I've got the Raptors in seven games against the Celtics. Um, I'm not particularly sure if this is a hot take or not, but um, I'm recording this just before game four, actually, so the Celtics currently have a 2-1 lead. Um, the Raptors have historically been pretty good in game fours, so I reckon, I reckon that they have a uh, probably a good chance to win the... Um, Game four and then tie the series against the Celtics. Um, however, um, I do think that the Celtics will definitely put up a big a big fight, and um, the Raptors will only just yeah uh, take the win against the Celtics in seven. Um, now um, I will get on to my All NBA teams, All Defensive teams, and All Rookie teams. So firstly. We'll start with all rookie teams. Uh, so on the first team, we've got Ja Morant, who has actually been announced as Rookie of the Year winner, so it would be a bit disrespectful to have him not on my all-rookie first team. Um, so he is there, obviously. Um, then followed by Zion Williamson, um, who only played 19 games, but they were definitely some very uh, 19 very good games. Um, as I'm pretty sure I broke quite a few records already, uh, not even playing 20 games in his rookie year. Um, next up, I've got Brandon Clark, who uh, is Jar's teammate. Uh, he's a great defender, um, a great uh, lob catcher, a very athletic finisher. He's got a good floater game, um, and he's also extending his range out to the three-point line. Um, he previously did struggle in college uh, before his rookie year with three-point shooting. Uh, he actually struggled quite a bit, but um, he slowly improved, and now he, I believe, shot over 40% from three uh, in the regular season. Um, but yeah, despite being on limited attempts, it's still pretty impressive, as he can slowly uh, increase the volume and yeah, become a much better shooter. Um, next up, I've got Kendrick Nunn, who was very good at the start of the season, um, and many people didn't know his name, uh, so he did surprise many people, but I've got him on the first team because, uh, well, he was uh, second in Rookie of the Year voting, and he's just been a very solid playoff for the Heat uh, and their playoff run this season, so... Yeah, so I've got him there. Um, finally, the f last spot on my all-rookie first team goes to Terence Davis 
of the Toronto Raptors, who is a very good uh, two-way scorer, I guess you could say, scorer slash defender for the Raptors, as um, and he has been a very useful role player uh, in their um, in their playoff push, and he likely will continue to be if they get any if they get deeper in the playoffs at all. Now for my all-rookie second team, I have um, PJ Washington, um, who has been a, quite a good stretch four for the Hornets, showing he can be a good shooter and scorer, which he didn't show much of in college, but he has shown that quite well. Um, I also have Rui Hashimura, who is similar-ish, but more of an athletic scorer than a shooter. Um, and he plays for the Wizards. He's been quite good. Um, and then I have Matisse Leibel, who's been a very good defender for the Philadelphia 76ers. And he's come in and been very, very good, for, especially for a rookie. Um, he's probably been one of the best defensive rookies we've seen since, say, Kawhi Leonard. Um, then after... That I have Tyler Hero, who's been un- yet similar to Kendrick Nunn, a very good piece for the Miami Heat in the playoff push, um, and he's been very important as a shooter against the Bucks. Lastly, I've got Kobe White of the Chicago Bulls, making my old rookie second team. Um, Kobe White's been a good scorer, um, especially in the second half of the season. He definitely picked it up. Um, from the first half, where he struggled a little bit. Uh, however, his percentages, shooting percentages, aren't the best, and he was expected to be more of a playmaker after coming in from college, which he hasn't shown much of. Uh, now, um, we will get on to the defensive teams. So, on the all-defensive first team, I have Marcus Smart as the first guard, who has... Uh, he should have been a Defensive Player of the Year candidate in my eyes, along with Giannis and Rudy Gobert. Um, and he's just been absolutely spectacular on defence throughout the season. And he's also improved his shooting quite a bit. And I believe he might be a 37% shooter around about league average. But I'm not certain of that. I'd have to check the stats. Um my other guard would be Ben. Well, is well, yeah. My other guard is Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, he's I think led the league in steals. Um, is a very versatile defender. Can defend probably the one through five. I'd say, except he does struggle with small guards a bit. That's why Matisse Thybul is actually very important. Um, but yeah, he's very good at defending almost any player in the league. And so that's why I have him on my old defensive first team. Uh, as well as that, I have Giannis as a forward, who obviously won Defensive Player of the Year and is one of the best defenders in the league. So I don't think I needed to explain that too much. Then my centre is Rudy Gobert, who has been uh, very important for the Jazz, not only this year, but over the past few years as well, where he's won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and my final forward spot is Kawhi Leonard. Um, this might be a bit of a hot take, 
um, as Anthony Davis would likely be put in as a forward instead of Kawhi for most people. But I just feel like Anthony Davis hasn't been as good of a defender as the media and fans have hyped him up to be. And he's struggled on the perimeter, uh, struggled with effort at times. And just in general, his on-off numbers actually say that uh, the defense is better. Uh, sorry, the opposing team is better on offense when Anthony Davis is on the floor. And they are worse on offense when he's off the floor. So this would actually say that he's a bad defender. Uh, so anyway, I've got Kawhi. Um, he's, I think, believe, I believe top five in the league in steals or around about there. Um, obviously past Defensive Player of the Year, and he's been very crucial for the Clippers um, in their um, playoff sort of push, I guess you can say, even though they were likely expected to make the playoffs um, ever since the start of the... Uh, ever, since re- uh, ever since the preseason, sorry. Um, and, yes, he's been very crucial. Now for the all-defensive second team, I have uh, guard Chris Dunn from the Chicago Bulls, who's uh, similar to Ben Simmons and uh, Kawhi Leonard, is at the top of the league in steals, uh, and has been a lockdown defender for Chicago off the bench. Uh, The main reason he didn't start is um, because he is very limited on offense with what he can do. He's a poor shooter. A below average playmaker and pretty uh, subpar scorer, um, which is why he comes off the bench for the Bulls. Although he is definitely a very good defender, uh, one of the best in the league at the guard spot. Um, he doesn't uh, have the offensive capabilities to start for Chicago. Um, the next guard I've got is Patrick Beverly of the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Patrick Beverly has been very good for the Clippers, and he's been a very uh, he's been a good vocal leader. As Kawhi is, I guess you could say, less vocal. Uh, so he's been a very he's been very vocal and loud in the Clippers locker room, and he's been very good on defense this year as well. I believe coming near the top of the league in defensive box plus minus. Uh, for the forward spot, I for the first forward spot, I've got OG Ananobi of the Toronto Raptors, who has been a very good defender and has drawn comparisons to Kawhi. Um, maybe that's just because they're both uh, Raptors small forwards, or in Kawhi's case, a former Raptors small forward, um, but they're both very good defensively. Um, similar to Kawhi when he came in the league, and um, OG Ananobi is developing his offensive game, and he's actually become quite a good shooter, um, similar to Kawhi Leonard. Um, the next forward spot is Anthony Davis, who, while his on-off numbers say he's been a bit unimpactful defensively, he's, uh, according to defensive box plus minus, he's actually, I believe, second in the league in that, trailing only Giannis. Um, so that is very good for him, but ultimately I decided to put him on all the all defensive teams because he was definitely hyped up too much in defensive player of the year conversations and in my opinion shouldn't have been in the top three candidates, but he has actually been fairly good for the Lakers, 
um, and Brook Lopez is my final spot uh, for the all-defensive second team uh, at the centre spot, and Brook Lopez, along with Giannis, has been um, one of the primary defenders in um, in the Bucks' best defence in the league this season. Uh, his interior defence um, is almost unmatched uh, this season, and um, he has been very important for the Bucks, um, and as as well as Giannis um, in their defensive success. Finally, for the uh, All NBA teams, uh, in the All NBA first team, I have Luka Doncic as the first guard, who's been absolutely spectacular. Um, he's broken out like crazy, I guess you could say, since his rookie year when he averaged about 21, 6 and 7, I believe. 6 assists and 7 rebounds, I believe. Um, and now he averages around 29 points, uh, 10 rebounds and 9 assists, I believe. So he's definitely stepped it up. And he should also um, rightfully be in the most, impo- most improved player of the year conversations, as he is. Um, but I believe he should get more talk for that than he currently does. Uh, f- for the second guard spot, I've got James Harden, who has, I think, led the league in scoring, uh, as usual for him. Um, and he's uh, he should be uh, in the uh, MVP conversation as well, because he's very crucial to what the Rockets do on offense, and he's their key piece that leads them to success and has led them to success over the past probably four or five, maybe even longer amount of years. Um, Next up at the forward spots, I have LeBron James and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So LeBron is uh, obviously leading the league in assists while also putting up 25 points a game and playing good defence, and he's led the Lakers to the first seed in uh, the West, or the tough conference, as some people may say. Um, so LeBron, uh, and on top of that, he's been the best player in the league for many uh, of the past few years, although there is a debate now. I think he's definitely still in that debate, and because of this, I think he's deserving of an All-NBA first-team placement. Uh, Giannis also. I think I put Giannis as my MVP in um, on a past episode, on my first episode, I believe. Um, and Giannis is very much deserving of the MVP as um, he led the Bucks to the best record in the NBA, the best record in the East, and he's just an all-round spectacular player. For the centre spot, I have Nikola Jokic, who's, in my eyes, the best centre in the league, although Joel Embiid is definitely in that conversation. Um, And, yeah, I can't really say too much else, um, because I don't want... Well, actually, uh, yes, so Jokic is a much better playmaker than Embiid, and he's also very underrated defensively, while Embiid is still better. Nikola Jokic is definitely still very good, or quite good. Um, so I've got him on my All-NBA first team as the centre. 
Now for the All-NBA second team, I have Damian Lillard and Chris Paul at the guard spots, um, Kawhi Leonard and Anthony Davis at the forward spots, and Joel Embiid as the centre. So, firstly, Damian Lillard uh, has led the Trailblazers, um, obviously, to through many injuries to a very good uh, placement and record in um, the for the Blazers in the NBA this season, and through all the injuries to Nurkic, Zach Collins, as well as just their general depth, Damian Lillard has been the main uh, contributor for the Blazers in terms of their success this season. Then Chris Paul is my second guard, who's been very good as well, um, and he's led the Thunder to a playoff seed, uh, the fifth seed, I believe. Um, so he's my second um, guard on the All-NBA second team um, and was one of the best playmakers in the league this year. While And while his assist numbers don't say it, he has been one of the best playmakers in the league for probably the last decade. And uh, yes, I don't think his assist numbers this season should really change that. Uh, for the forward spots, I've got Kawhi and Anthony Davis, and Kawhi is there um, because obviously he led the Clippers uh, to the second seed in the West, and they were very competitive with the Lakers throughout the whole season, uh, so I have him there. Um, then Anthony Davis, the second option on the Lakers, being very good, um, especially offensively. Defensively, there's some questions, but uh, overall, he's answered them pretty well. Um, so Kawhi has been one of the best defenders, one of the best scorers in the league, uh, definitely deserving there. And Anthony Davis, also one of the um, best scorers and quite a good defender and also deserves that spot there. Finally, I've got Joel Embiid, who has definitely had some ups and downs, but because of his defence, I believe he's deserving of the final uh, spot on the All-NBA second team. Now for the All-NBA third team, I've got um, Joel Embiid's teammate, Ben Simmons, at the guard spot. Joel Embiid's former teammate, Jimmy Butler, at the other guard spot. Uh, and then for the forward spots, I have Jason Tatum and Pascal Siakam. And at the centre spot, I have Bam Adebayo. Um, so these teams for Ben Simmons, one of the best um, defensive guards in the league. Um, very good playmaker, um, good sort of slasher, although um, he uh, can be quite hesitant sometimes. He's generally quite good, especially in transition where he excels. Um, next on to Jimmy Butler, um, obviously led the Heat to um, a very good seed, especially, and especially after he had some questions coming out of Minnesota and Philadelphia, but he's answered them quite those questions quite well, and has led the Miami Heat to a very solid playoff berth in the East. Next up, I've got Jason Tatum and Pascal Siakam. So both of these players uh, have been in quite a few debates about who's better. I think right now, Tatum, Jason Tatum, has answered uh, that he's better from his playoff performance compared to Siakam's but both of them were spectacular in the regular season, almost 
um, put up almost identical stats of like 23 points, uh, 7 or 8 rebounds and like 3 assists. So almost identical stats, very good defense from both of them. Um, they're both very deserving of the All-NBA third team. Uh, finally, um, Bam Adebayo is my center, and this is obviously because he's led the Miami Heat to a very good seed, uh, as well as Jimmy Butler, and he's also broken out very well um, from a sort of bench center that he was last year into a spectacular big man, all-star defender that he is this year. Um, so that'll finish it up uh, for this episode. Um, so don't hesitate to message um, me with any questions, concerns, comments, um, or queries um, to my to the to our email at three pointer podcast at gmail dot com, and that's the letter the number three sorry, and then uh, p o I-N-T-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Also, feel free to give us a like if you're you're watching us on YouTube. Um, Give us a five-star review if you're watching us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe um, for more episodes like this every week. Thank you.